When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce and Joyce. We have so much to talk about since we last spoke. So many things happened. So many things have happened and nothing happened after we recorded last Wednesday like we thought would. No. Like the it previous week with Michelle Williams. Right. There was no like Wednesday surprise, but then there was a, a Monday surprise in that, uh, surprise. surprise, in that Emancipation, the Antoine Fuqua movie with Will Smith. Do you remember Will Smith, Joyce, the reigning best actor winner? Um, What happened to him? Well, he's back in this movie, Emancipation. I think it's going to be a great Oscar contender for him. Will it though? Well, maybe not. Uh, so yeah, that was the big news. Apple is going to release Emancipation December 2nd in theaters, December 9th on Apple. That has been rumored, I feel like, for what, weeks, right? That there was going to be a late breaking thing. Uh, one of these yeah, Apple no, that was that was reported um, a while ago, especially because I, I think now people have accepted that Killers of the Flower Moon is not coming out. Remember, like back in the summer, yes. a lot of people were in denial about it. Right. It's like, it's not coming out. It was not confirmed that it wasn't coming out. Right, right? like Even Apple was. Apple was not going to confirm it, but it was right. like, it's, it's not going to come out. Like you're just in denial at this point. And then there, yeah, there were like various reports about Emancipation and Napoleon yes. in recent weeks. And so but Apple- like we all, we all knew Emancipation was done. Yes, and it was supposed to come out clearly this year before the slap. Uh, yeah. When, if you remember this choice, there are people watching this and they're like, what are we talking about? Will Smith, this actually happened, Joyce. I'm, I'm, I'm tell, being told it actually happened. Uh, he went up on the Oscar stage this year and slapped Chris Rock in the face for telling a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. Then he won Best Actor. Yeah, and got a standing ovation. Yes, and then he went and to then, a party. Um, they didn't do anything during the ceremony and no. then had a meeting and still didn't do anything yes. and then allowed him to resign. Yes, and so... so- he before, they, the before they were clearly going to expel him. Right. So he resigned <laughs> from the academy. from attending for 10 years. <laughs> He's banned from attending Academy events for 10 years, but he can still get nominated as an actor and a producer for this year's movie, Emancipation. Yes. Uh, it screened over the weekend, I think it was, uh, at the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation's Legislative Conference. So that started on Saturday night. There were a lot of tweets about it, and Will and Antoine Fuqua introduced the movie. Uh, people seem to really respond to the film. Will explained how he didn't want to, had not previously wanted to make a movie set uh, with the backdrop of slavery, but this movie was about freedom and about like, you know, perseverance and all these different things. I think he was famously 
going to be in Django Unchained, or at least that was like at least one of the roles he was. He, he turned it down. He he also explained this last year as part of his campaign for yes. King Richard when he was, I think it was GQ. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, he talked about this because he was filming this, or he was like her, I just wrapped filming Emancipation at this time last year. And so the buzz on this movie, I mean, like whatever this means, but like in the Matt Baloney podcast or whatever I'm listening to, people have said that this is like movie is good that it's like Antoine Fuqua's best movie and that it's like, you know, obviously hundreds and hundreds of people put together these movies and it's a really strong production and it would be a shame to have it like Batgirled basically because of Will Smith. So obviously that's not going to happen. It's going to come out. And now we have to think about whether or not people will consider it not just Will and best actor, which it's funny because maybe not funny is not the right word, but if this was, if the slap didn't happen a few months ago, uh, I think he would easily be in this conversation for best actor because like we've been saying, the field is not incredibly deep. Right. And I don't think it was never going to get Batgirl because that was a, a completely right. different shit show happening. Right. But I think it, this was always going to be released. It was just a matter of when. Are they just going to like cut their losses and just do it this year? You right. know, like it, like they were supposed to, especially when like Apple also doesn't really have anything else. Right, they have um, a lot of like character-driven performance pieces. So they'll have like Causeway with Jennifer Lawrence and yeah, Cha-Cha like Wilson. everyone expected Flower Moon this year, even though they never announced or confirmed it was this year. Um, and yeah, so like they could do it this year or they could wait until next year. But I think they were always committed to releasing it whenever. And even when Will posted the trailer on Instagram the other day, like he. Um, thanked Apple for like staying committed to the project and like releasing it you know so I think I think they just still it, it's like it's probably also like contractual you know it's like you, you can't bad girl this basically so it's like Maybe. we're gonna get it out there right. um, and I can also see them just being like maybe because of the slap it won't get any awards play but we're still gonna get it out there and it's the important story and all right. that stuff so, so I've been trying to figure this out the response has been seemingly, uh, there was a, a long, long THR piece choice with a lot of uh, anonymous uh, uh, members of the Academy talking about- They weren't this. all anonymous. Some of them were on the record. Some of them were on the record, which I'd love to know how that happened. Mistakes probably on those people's parts because clearly it was like, they just didn't say they wanted to be anonymous, I would imagine. Um, and most of these are like, this is, this, is the, this, is the, this is the spread I've seen. Fuck this, I'm not voting for this guy at all, right? Like he, he slapped uh, Chris Rock, didn't show enough contrition, release an apology months later. I'm not interested like in super awkward. <laughs> Two, if the movie is good, I'll consider the movie. Two, if Will is good, I'll consider Will as well. And I think that's really what it's gonna be. And if the movie is good, I don't think people will punish the movie itself for- No, like it's like, that's like, you're not gonna, it's, it's sort of like bull rap and like Brian Singer. Right. Exactly, exactly right. So I think you could see a world where this gets in as like a, I mean, Apple is is relatively new to the, the field, but obviously they did a great job last year with, with Coda, one best picture choice. That was this year, but you know what I mean? That, well, it was the best picture of 2021. Right. And, but, but that was also a very late breaking thing for them. Yes. Because but I'm like, saying like- Clearly they like Macbeth like, was going to be their thing. Right. Like, they were, like that was- like going into the season right um that was going to be like their prestige thing right but like with i think i think most i okay i think if the slab had happened on another award show 
people would be more amenable to considering him. I think if this happened on the SAG Awards, it's like, yeah, that was awful. But I think, and but like, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll check out the movie and we'll see how his performance is. I think they'll be more open to thinking about voting for him. But I think because it happened on the Oscars, their sacred territory, their institution, I think they take more offense to that. I, I think that's right. I get this reading these, reading these constant, uh, reading this piece and all the, the comments, it does feel like people are more mad at the fact that they, he embarrassed the Oscars than did anything. Yeah, it happened at the Oscars wrong. and then nothing was done in the immediate aftermath. He won and gave this long rambling teary speech Right. that was like half uncomfortable and got a, also got a standing ovation. And then it took the Academy like two weeks to do something about it and they let him resign. So right. like he kind of cut them off the pass too before like they can really do anything. And, and then all they did was just expel him or not expel him, but ban him for 10 right. years, but he's still eligible for nominations. So there's like also like, I'm sure there's definitely people who think like the Academy didn't do enough like on the show and afterwards, like maybe there are some people also think like he should not be eligible. Sure. You know, for nominations anymore. Um, I think I think what's clear. So, like for the nomination, he just needs the actors, like the acting branch, to vote for him because mm-hmm. you need your branch to vote for you to get a nomination. And then for the win, you, everyone gets to vote. So I think even if he somehow gets the nomination, he's definitely not winning. I don't think he would win. I don't. I think that'd be hard to believe that he would win. I do actually think he could get the nomination because I don't think people. I don't think actors mind as much, honestly. And I don't think people in general. He has a lot of. I mean, even that night, he had a lot of like Denzel, Tyler Perry. (laughs) And I think people definitely would say it's a mistake. I mean, no one is going to sit here and say that was a good move, right, or a good decision or, or or righteous behavior, let's say. But I think people would be more inclined to be like that was a mistake and you know what, if the movie's good, I'll vote for him as an actor. I, I could see that happening. I don't think he's going to get in, but I could see that happening. No, like he he clearly has a lot of friends yeah, and supporters and a lot of people have forgiven him, whether publicly or privately. I'm sure there's definitely a ton more people who've forgiven him privately and want to see him succeed right? and learn from this, you know? So, um, but I guess it's also... Like if they, I mean, you know, when you're voting anonymously and privately, you care less about like how you come across because you just do whatever the fuck you want, you know, and no one knows. But it's also like, do you, I guess they also have to think about like, do they want, they know there will be blowback if he gets nominated. So like, do they want to contribute to that basically? Right. You know, I'll give you two actor quotes here from an anonymous actors, members of the actors branch. Here, here, I think are the, this is what I, a lot of these, like we said, are like F him, we're not going to do this. But from the actor's perspective, these were two I thought were interesting. Um, this one says, <laughs> I think more time should go by before Will Smith is considered. However wonderful he may be in the film, it will be hard to watch it and not continually think of the slap. It will be really hard to judge the performance on merit and by extension, the whole film. I think that is a very reasonable assumption, right? Because you're going to watch this the whole time and be like, uh, okay, uh, that's Will Smith up there, right? And this is another one. Uh, a second person, uh, I would consider voting for him if he's great in something. So I think those are like going to be the two, uh, the two, two thoughts from the actors branch. It's kind of it's like separating the art from the artist, like like tar. Yes, like tar, tar. <laughs> like tar. Which you also saw this week. So we'll we'll talk more. I, about I saw so many movies in the last five days. <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about emancipation. Let's just say I did think for a minute putting both Will and the movie in my predictions. 
but I did not do I, it. I am not. I did not do it yet, but I, I'm not going to count it out. And I do think if the amount of craftsmanship and Antoine Fuqua and all these different things are good, it'll definitely get a fair shake. I think the movie will. I don't think he'll get in, but I do think the movie can get in. Um, it's interesting because I'm thinking, because I feel like the movie will just be mostly him, even though like Ben Foster's in it. Yeah. But, but I feel like he, he's really going to be the only acting play. Um, I don't know about Antoine and director. I don't think he'll get in. Um, and then the cinematography is like a completely different story, which is wild choices there. A lot of choices in the trailer. It's only a 90 second trailer. So who's to say what it really looks like, but uh, a lot of desaturation choice. It said, hold my beer to women talking. It, it really did. Like it, I it just, it was, it was like, maybe they went back in after the, they saw a woman talking and was like, we, we got to crank up the desaturation even more. Right. Yeah. Um, woman, woman talking went 94%. We'll, we'll do 97. Not, not total black and white, but we'll get close. <laughs> I will say too, here's a lot. La- la- I, I keep saying last thing I'm answering. Last thing I'm answering right now though, for me, it was that I was like, if it's actually good, I think it had the, the, um, it could has the potential to surprise people. Cause I think a lot of people would go in and be like, there's no chance this is like, I'm not considering this Will Smith. I'm not the whole thing. I'm not going to do it. If the movie is good though, you might walk out being like, wow, that was amazing because it exceeded my expectations. Right. Like that kind of thing. If it's like as good as it, you know, if it's like really good, people will be surprised. I think because they're going to be expecting it to be like, I can't watch this because of Will Smith and they'll just get captured by the story. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, the movie's great. We got to put the movie in. I can see that happening. I, think it'll be interesting to see like what apple does with it because like so he can campaign or do academy functions yes he can do stuff for like the globes yes like the sags like future globe whatever whatever yeah he can do anything but academy um events um so it like i think it was a smart play for them to screen it in front of all these black coalitions because it's not even like they they don't care about awards they're just watching this for the story sure itself, you know so i think that's and the reception was positive so i think i think it'll, it'll, it might even be a better play for them to not focus on awards that much because it's i don't it's not i mean clearly it didn't go to any of the festivals last month um and it it could do afi next month but it doesn't look like it will like it looks like they're just going to release in december yeah i mean you know not going you could argue not going for awards is uh, one of the reasons coda i think was so well received in the this early part of this year because it was like not an awards play clearly and then it was it, was, it just really also benefited from like people not responding to everything else and it sure. was like the the crowd pleaser yeah not this looks year. a little more a little more serious minded i would say than coda uh, emancipation yeah, so um, I there's there's also you know to to bring it to another movie that uh, screened over the weekend or last week like Tell it's like these more serious darker stories mm-hmm. um, and like some people even like will notwithstanding like do you, do you, I can see some people not wanting to watch a movie about slavery. Sure, I mean that's always been a. I mean, back to like 12 years of slave, it was like, well, people yeah. actually watch this, right? That was like a big yeah, and, Or like they just voted for it because it was important, you know? Right. I think Ellen DeGeneres literally made that joke on uh, hosting the Oscars that year. Yeah. So 
uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But Joy, so you mentioned Till. That was a big story this weekend. We have not seen Till yet as of this recording. So we'll see it later this week. But we did see Tar. You've seen Tar. I saw Tar. We saw Fablemans. Mm -hmm. We saw White Noise. Let's start with Tar, uh, which I really liked. And I think you did Love Tar so much. Uh, Loved it so much. I have so many thoughts on Tar, Joyce, beyond awards. Um, Do you think, here was my lasting question. Is Lydia Tar good? Is she actually a good composer? That was my first thought. Like, is she good at her job? I think, I think she is. I think she, she is clearly uh, uh, an expert in her field. And I think, I think they established that right away um, in, in the opening scene during her New Yorker talk. And it's like, it's like, she has, Kate Blanchett has like so many great monologues. Like the first act of that movie is just monologuing about composing and conducting. Mm-hmm. but it just really establishes the character because she has like one um, like monologue about how a conductor controls time when she explains like how her hands works. And that just really tells you everything about the character and thematically the movie too and how she always needs to be in control and then like things unravel and get out of her control throughout the entire movie and she can't handle it. <laughs> so but no, I think it's it's like she is good. Like, do you think she's not good? So I think actually she's not. I think she has the. So I think one of the tricks of the movie, having thought about it a lot, because I really, I really thought about this one a lot, is that she's actually not. She's not good. She's fine, but she's like not. A, I don't think this is a spoiler, but I think we learn that she is like a self-made creation, right? Like her her whole thing is yeah. self-made, and I do feel like she is able to kind of like latch on to the moment or uh, kind of like hoodwink uh, high cla- highfalutin audiences into thinking that she's better than she is. Like that's one of her skills. Cause I'm thinking so like- So you're when saying she, she is failing up like a lot of white men have done. Yes, I do. I think she actually is. And I think it's like pretty fun. And I think it's like a fun movie to watch. It's just, I found it so much No, there's fun, there's a lot of, the, the movie's very self-aware and a lot yes. of- scenes and lines are, feel like parody which I love it's 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 very winky yeah it's um, really funny yeah it's very funny like I like my screening we laughed we laughed a lot during the movie and um, I don't think if you watch the trailer uh, tell me I mean uh, not to uh, my perception of it going in especially with the way it was tr- the first couple of trailers was gonna I was like man Todd Field really going for the Kubrick vibe it's gonna feel like really sterile and just like Ugh. like that was my thought and then I watched it and I was like oh man it's so much fun and it's like really uh witty and not very detached I felt like it was just a lot different than the trailer presented but maybe I, that was I love I love both trailers even the the teaser of her that her like smoking that like Arab smoke um which is like not in the film at all you know no. but no I love the one thing I love about the trailer is that it doesn't tell you anything about the movie you just know no. like she's this like famous conductor right, right. Um, but there's like all these like various scenes spliced together. Um, a lot of the reaction was like, this will be too inaccessible. But it was like very clearly after um, Venice and Tell Your Ride, I was like, this is not an inaccessible. It's really not. Like no. the story is so easy to follow. Like it's it's very funny. It's very long. Um, it is long, but I was the like- The third act, but I, I, I kind of, I was like ready for it to wrap up. It's like two hours and 38 minutes. Um, yeah. The final scene is great. 
it, it does end on a high note that you're like, ah, oh, it's worth it. Because the last scene, the last like 10 minutes are great. Uh, so Joyce, from an Oscar perspective, Kate Blanchett, we talked about this in our column, but I mean, will she, will she be beaten? Let's say. She, I, I love the performance so much. It's, oh God, just a real like towering achievement. Um, it, it, this is a case where she's not overhyped at all. Truly not like I, like right. so many times I've gone into movies after people have been like hyped to the heavens. I'm like, this is fine, you know. But yeah, this is like all time performance from her. Yeah, um, she's definitely. I would say she's still right now on October fifth. She's still the front runner. Um, it the movie opens limited this weekend. Right. So we'll see how the the GP the general public reacts to it but it's only in new york and la which is like a you know skew a little bit more yeah i think the general that general public will really enjoy it certainly um yeah like it's it's not hard to follow at all like i i understand the 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 quote-unquote criticisms of it being cold but i don't think it is i didn't think it was i was actually expecting it to be cold and i don't think it is either i think it really does a great job and it does another thing which i love which is just like you are in her world you're it puts you in her world and makes you root for a character that you shouldn't root for. I just love movies like that. I think it's really- I love, well, the first thing I said to you was um, when you asked me what I thought, I said, I love assholes. And I do. I don't love assholes in real life, but I love them in movies and TV shows. And Lydia Tarr is an asshole. She's so bad. Uh, She's just terrible, but it's like, you love to, it's It's, like, you love to hate Because she is just so unaware of how destructive her narcissism is and her hubris and her ego. And like everything that happens to her in the movie is because of her. (laughs) <laughs> yes, because she's such a, and that's why I actually think she's not good. I think because she's like fooled her way into the world, and then it's. I don't. So, I don't think she was like born like uh, preternaturally talented, but she worked no. her way to be. Because the other thing is, she's a woman. Like I think men can be bad and still be given opportunities, but she has actually have to work to be good. So I think she's like self taught in that way. And yeah. Like, yeah, like the whole persona is manufactured, but I think she she made herself good. It's like those people who have to work harder to be sure. good at something. Cause I don't, I don't, I agree. I don't think she, she was born talented to be, to be an EGOT winning composer. No. And I mean, um, we see her composing in the movie and she's bad. I mean, she just is not no, good. But I think that's also like the, the, this is a process movie too. And I love processes, <laughs> yes. like, pro- like seeing how, and I think this is, I think is, I mean, like I do it too, but I think it's so easy to dunk on like actors and artists for being like so self-involved and like they're, pro- you know, like, you know, we saw what happened to Jeremy Strong. Sure. So, but like, I, I, but like, I think the thing with artists, like she's like Lydia Tarr is not an actor, but there is a vulnerability to it because it's like, she has to create something out of nothing. Right. And, you know, if you have like writer's block or whatever, like there's still like a lot of pressure on her to do that. So yeah. if it's not like coming to you, like you feel like you're fucked and she's right. also a woman right and like this is like the whole the movie is like she has to it's like a Mahler's fifth symphony right like that was like the, the big concert that she's like putting on and this is supposed to like cement her legacy too so I think um yeah like she like there's like that like you don't understand like what they like they they go through when they're like trying to prepare and like create so I think that's part of like where her assholeness comes from, right. you know? And then it's like you having to decide like how to judge her for it. And the one thing the movie does so well is like, it doesn't tell you how to judge her. 
it like, doesn't actually it's not yeah. that the movie lacks morals like i think there are morals in the movies but it doesn't handhold you in any way no it, it, that's why it's a great movie and that's why yeah. i think it'll withstand like award season you know like i always say like part of me is like you watch these movies now and it's just like gotta get them all right like it's like pokemon gotta see them all gotta know what we're talking about gotta, gotta, but then gotta also tell them everything tell people what they need to know but then like yeah when you're out of the season, you're like, I just want to watch a great movie. And then you watch it and you're like, that's still a great movie. So like, uh, this is neither here nor there, but I was just like this weekend, I watched Licorice Pizza again. I was like, you know what movie I love? And I think is great Licorice Pizza, free from any awards things. I'm like, this is just a really watchable movie. Yeah, um, it's it, like, and this is like that. Emancipation, like it might right. just help it to look at, just watch and look at it, not as an awards play. Right. So, so, so Tarjoy, so best picture we had, right? I mean, like nothing, I don't think changed from seeing it, but I'm like, best picture, best director, Kate, Best screenplay. Right? I have Nina Haas. I I've had her way before I even saw the movie. So keeping. I up. I still don't think Nina Haas because I just prefer Noemi Merlan. I think she's so. I uh, on like no no offense to Noemi Merlan, but I forgot about her by the end of the movie. Well, she does disappear. That's like one of the issues. But no, Nina's I love not Nina, in the and like they clearly like Nina is the one they they've trotted out to New York Film Festival this week. Certainly, that's what they they yeah. think, and that's certainly what they're pushing. Um, no, she does like she. I wouldn't say she has um a lot of screen time but she's in the background of a lot of scenes but she does have like two really good scenes like her first scene is really good because it's just the camera's just trained on her face yeah during a, like an aesthetic scene yeah. and then she has like a uh confrontation with kate at the end that's really good so like i think she can definitely be a coattail if she um, could they take over um or the movie goes over really well um the sound work in the movie is great so love the sound I would great sound beautiful sound uh that scene in the car i think you're right at the end not to spoil it but there's a scene towards the end where kate's like un, uh, tar lydia's on life is unraveling and she just is so angry I, I was literally laughing out loud at that scene when she's in the car with the her. car scene is so funny <laughs> it's just like really good so i think kate too is like oh my gosh just so over the top great but I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess I could see other people. Uh, I wouldn't say she's like definitely winning right now. I can see. Okay. So I think if she were competing in the last three years, no offense to these people, I think she would easily win if she were competing because they were just, they were just weaker fields. I mean, certainly last year, I would say it would be in a yeah. no contest. No yeah. offense to Jess Chastain, the lovely performance uh as his eyes and Tammy Faye but no way like this is like a, a lot yeah, bigger like I think she could have louder. beaten Renee Zellweger Franny? I, I think she could have been Francis McDormand like it would have been close because I think it's different things and I think the internalized nature of France performance is like really good but that would have been that would have been competitive that, that was but, a very open year obviously very split right. year and she wasn't the best picture winner so um, I think that would have been a that would have been an interesting one, but I agree with you, Judy. And then last year too, uh, Renee Zellweger and, and Jessica would have not won with Lydia uh, yeah. with Kate. And like this is this is a very tough field, so yes. I, I would say she's the front runner right now. Um, we still have a uh, Michelle Yeoh. We see, yeah, we saw Michelle Yeoh, who was I guess the the first person of the season this year that that people were penciling in because her movie came out first. Mm -hmm. so, um, and then uh, the other Michelle, Michelle Williams, who's infiltrated the field. So we, we saw that movie too. And uh, Daniel Deadweiler, Joyce for Tilt. We should talk about those two as well here. So which one do you want to go to first? Since we saw Fableman. Um, maybe we could do Fableman's because we, we just saw that yesterday. <laughs> so we saw Fableman, Joyce. We did it. I'm sure people were like very excited so, for us to see it. 
you know, want to know like the biggest plot twist for me with this movie. So this movie is like two hours and like 30 minutes long yeah. or something. Tell me. I love my 90 minute movies. I want a 90 minute movie. I did not feel the runtime for this at all. I got to say, I don't, I, we did not talk about this movie at all. I got to say, after it ended, I was like, would watch it again immediately. I thought it was so, it was I, so I did watchable. Not, it was two and a half. And then I saw, I saw the menu right after that. I had a double feature yesterday and I did, I did not feel the runtime of the Fablemans at all. It was, it's like the pacing was perfect, I thought. And I was not like, like I said, like with Tar, I was like kind of ready for it to wrap up by the third act because I saw the chess pieces in play and I was like, okay, let's get to it. And, but Fablemans, I was like, yeah. Like even when I knew it was wrapping up, I was not like, oh, thank God, finally. I, it was, it's an amazing, I guess last week, I don't know if we were talking about on this or just in chat or whatever, but I was like, Steven Spielberg, I was like, I don't know really what, like, it's not what I think of from Steven Spielberg is doing like a memoir-y, like kind of like Belfasty movie, right? Like now every director gets one of these, apparently that's like part of being in the DGA maybe is that you get to make your own auto fiction about your life growing up. And I'm just like, Man, Steven Spielberg does that a lot in his movies, like through the themes and stuff. And like, I don't really need to see just a movie about it. (laughs) And then watching it, I was like, holy cow, this is awesome. And it is like, literally like, I guess I couldn't think of what it was, but I was like, it's literally like a Spielberg movie, the spectacle of like a Spielberg movie with like his family. And I just was like, it's really, uh, I just was like blown away. I think the pacing is unbelievably good. The performances across the board, I was like really impressed by. I loved, uh, Boy, I've already. For, I, I'm gonna put who's Gabriel Labelle. Gabriel Labelle is amazing as the lead actor. He plays uh, Steven Spielberg as a teenager for most of the movie. He starts out as a young boy in the first like 20 minutes or so. Child actor playing him. You've seen that in the trailer. They go to see like the greatest show on earth. Gabriel Bell, I thought was amazing. All the kids are great. The the adults are all unbelievably good. And then just yeah, the pacing I thought was great. I really love the script because I think it does so many incredibly thoughtful and intricate things about what it's like to be a director like yeah it's not really I know it's so easy to like I mean we've done it too to laugh and I'd be like oh it's like a love letter to cinema and so and it's not really about that at all I'm like yes it's about his movie making and like his dream of becoming a director but yeah again it's it's like another process movie it is really like I mean it's so funny you didn't you haven't seen this one yet but Empire of Light has literally almost the exact the beginning of Fableman starts with like uh, little baby uh, stand-in Steven Spielberg, Sammy Fableman goes to see the greatest show on earth with his parents, played by Paul Dano and Michelle Williams, and the father is explaining he's afraid because he's like five and he doesn't understand how like there are going to be giant people on the screen and all these things, and the father explains like how film is like your eye being tricked to look at a still image to think it's moving. And that like literally is a monologue in Empire of Light. It's the exact same thing. Like Toby Jones does it as the projectionist and explains how moving pictures works. And it's like Empire of Light, I think is being sold as like a love letter to cinema, right? Like that's kind of like the thing. Well, they, they work at a cinema. But this I felt like was more, much more, like you said, like about the process of filmmaking and not just like the actual nitty gritty of how do you make a movie? Because I think there is a lot of that in there. And I do think it's like, the way the movie explains how Steven Spielberg would not have been Steven Spielberg if he didn't have his father's like analytical, mathematical leaning mind, right? Like, and his mother's like love of art and dreams and like a little more like- Yeah, I mean, that that's the line to use in, in the trailer. It's like, oh, he's the, like Paul Dano is like the scientist in the family. Right. And, um, 
the artist and Sammy takes after me. That's what Michelle said. But they actually, he takes after both of them, which is I think why he's Steven Spielberg, yeah. right? Because you get to see over and over again how he's so smart at like the ingenuity of like solving problems with the camera. But beyond that too, is just like the idea that like how people are being viewed, how a director can interpret what people are seeing and manipulate people mm -hmm. and manipulate emotions and find things that aren't there or create things that aren't there. That happened so many times. And I was just like, the one thing I walked out of the movie thinking beyond the fact that I really loved it was that whether or not it wins best picture, I mean, who knows? Like we've seen, it, there's so many things that go into winning best picture and a preferential ballot, every, something like everything everywhere or whatever else could win. But I would be like, at this point, if Steven Spielberg did not win best director, I would be actually shocked. Cause I feel like it is the most thoughtful movie about directing that I've seen. And I just feel like he will win just for that. Like the statement he's making about being a director, I think will resonate really, really strongly with directors. Yeah, and I think, and like, I totally agree with everything you just said um, about the direction because it's not very overt what he's doing. And that's that's one of the greatest things about Steven Spielberg as a director. It's like, I don't think he's ever really like in your face about his technique and you just kind of after the fact after the scene is over you notice it or after the movie you think about it and it's like oh my god that scene was really great and like the camera work in this movie is incredible because that's also been one of his greatest assets as a director like his movement mm -hmm. and the placement and like telling so many different stories within the scene and then just covering so much ground um in the scene and like telling you what you need to pick up on and notice like remember when like the the high school dance clip from West Side Story went viral when everyone finally saw it when it yes. landed in HBO Max yes. like it's the same thing it told yes. so many things in that scene um like the bombing scene in Munich a lot of chess pieces in there but you know exactly where everyone is and like what's happening in the scene and there's so many instances of that in this movie too um and yeah about the process like like they also go over editing a lot it's not just about directing because yes. like he yeah he, um he has to edit all his home movies and there's so many scenes of him editing and you just see him like and they're pretty long scenes too like it's it's not a montage but it's just a long scene you see it play out and you just but like steven the director not sammy like he he tells you like what to look at and focus on the scene and then the movement in the room um it, it's just it's just really great so um yeah Janusz Kaminski another nomination basically. so Janusz Kaminski another nomination Michael Kahn and, and I forget his co-editor uh who is did, is it Sarah uh, Sarah did it with him for I think Sarah is, is on this one too I'm, I'm googling this great 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 it's, stuff. it's just all his all his peeps and John Williams the score John Williams score is great uh all the tech stuff I thought like the production design I thought was really cool the other thing I think the reason why I want to watch it again is just like it's a, like we said, it's yeah, Sarah Brashar yeah, yeah. is uh, the co-editor, but it, it's like so much of it, it's just so watchable. And then I think I also really enjoyed like the subtle references to obviously every, like all of Steven Spielberg's movies and the themes of his movies you get throughout the movie. So like you mentioned, like the high school dance, I felt like was just complete back to the future mirror, basically. I know he didn't direct that, but he produced it. And obviously it's such a strong hand in back to the future. And just like, you know, like, uh, Indiana Jones, I feel like you have a lot of, it's like a little, like, little Easter egg for all his movies. Not to sound like, like, it's like, I'm looking for Easter eggs, but there are like a lot of references, I think, to his career. Well, it's it's basically like Inception because his yes. previous movies were all kind of yes. lifted from his life. Yes. Like the absentee dad, yes. the theme. But the thing is about this movie, it's like, obviously we know it's based on his life. Um, if you don't know anything about his life, 
if, you, if you're just like a fan of his movies, you can go into this blind and completely enjoy it. I knew like all these details about, about his life. I, like I knew yeah. he was close to his mom. I knew, you know, his dad was this computer genius um, and they split and she married his best friend. Right. Um, and like all, everything that happens in that movie is true. Even like all the stuff that seems like really fantastical and fake. Like the monkey, the monkey thing is real. Yes, in the trailer, there's a there's a documentary about him on that yeah, one HBO. Yeah, that's called Spielberg that you can watch. It's very uh, if yeah. you're very. And then you know we all know um, David Lynch plays John Ford. He's told that story before, like when he met John Ford when he was a teenager, and the the clip is actually online. It was like an interview he did like ten years ago, and that the the way he explains that interaction in that interview is exactly how it plays out in the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It, it's so, and it's like, that's like, I was waiting for that because obviously like David Lynch, you knew he was in it and he shows up right at the end basically. And I was just like, holy cow, it's such a great scene. It's just like, so yeah, good. But it's like, like everything he describes in the interview 10 years ago, it's like exactly how it plays out in, in the scene. Just like, like the posters on the wall and the paintings and like him waiting for John Ford to return. <laughs> it's like, so but it's, yeah, it's I, so, yeah, highly enjoyable. Also very funny. It's so funny. I, I think like the script is great. I think it's a tough year for original screenplay because you have like wildly original things like Everything Everywhere and something like Banshees of Inisherin, which I think will get a lot of strong play. But obviously you and I are in the tank for our boy Tony Kushner and, and co-writer Steven Spielberg. And I'm just like, this really was, I would like, I was like, wait, I was very, very like, I just thought this script was incredibly smart and the way it kind of like tells this story and the themes of the script were all like really, really well done. So I would- I don't know. I was like, nothing, nothing I saw yesterday disabused the notion that this yeah, is Yeah, like nothing changed for me yesterday regarding this film, really. I mean, we're also burying the lead here with, pun intended, Michelle Williams. Yes, um, we have not talked about Michelle Williams yet. <laughs> so she's going lead. Uh, Joyce, I would say, great performance. Mm -hmm. She does, she gets to do a lot in the movie. And she gets to do a lot. And I've seen lead performances where it's less. I definitely understand why it's a, a tweener. I said, if you were watching it, I think, and you were like, knowing that she was supporting, you would be like great for supporting performance and she would clearly win based on this year's lineup. But I don't think it's like, it's from the, what it is in the movie, it's not like a total joke that she's lead. You know what I mean? It's not no, like- a I'm total... totally fine with her going lead. And like I said last week, it's 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 a flex for her. It's, it's yeah. harder for her being borderline to go lead against someone like Kate Blanchett who is literally in every scene of Tar, right? Like, I don't think there's a scene without Kate Blanchett in, in Tar. No. So I would say Michelle is probably in like a third of the fame moments, which is also fine, I think, um, because people have won with that or even less. So it, she, so, um, you know, to bring it back to one of its stars, Judd Hirsch, Ordinary People, it reminds me of like a Mary Tyler Moore. Yes, actually. Who was probably, I think she was in like 30 and she went obviously and then, oh, she lost to Sissy Spacek who, uh, play Loretta Lynn R.I.P. Second week in a row we're wow. associated with Best Actress who recently died. Um, but let me, yeah, let me look it up to my, going to my favorite site, Screen Time Central. Yeah, do it But up. yeah, like that was like a, a movie, Ordinary People, about the, the kid, Timothy Hutton, who went supporting, even though he was the lead of that mm -hmm. movie and won. Um, and you could easily say or run Mary Tyler Moore in supporting. Yeah, for sure. I I think that's a great comp, and I definitely think that's what this feels like. I, I like I said, I don't think she'll. I don't think Michelle will win because I think Kate is too. I don't think either Michelle will win because I think Kate Blanchett is too towering. 
but I do think those are the top three right now, I would say. Yeah, I would say it's it's them. I mean, it it kind of feels like it's like Kate versus just seeing like um who can usurp her in a way like you, there's like a, obviously a, a ton of other things to go into besides being because they don't usually award just like the quote-unquote best because that's also subjective right he's definitely the the best reviewed of these performances so far um because she's getting like goat notices you know like ddl and their roly blood that's right? what, i mean yeah yeah so i mean but there's also like momentum and narrative going into it too because that's basically how coda won exactly (laughs) and i mean like the thing is i would say like one of the reasons why i'm still gonna hold on because i feel like tar is such a success as a movie beyond kate obviously like kate is the movie so this is maybe stupid but i'm like it's such a success as a movie that i know it's i I feel like the like a very strong best picture contender right obviously to get a nomination yeah and i think if it was now, while Fableman's and Everything Everywhere will seemingly also be obviously Best Picture nominees, because I think one of those two movies will win Best Picture, I do feel like the fact that Tar is also a nominee will not knock Kate down too much. You know what I mean? Like if Kate was just not going to, it was just the performance and the movie wasn't going to pop, then maybe I would make the case for one of them to win because they're coming from a Best Picture nominee. But I feel like it won't be that. But the thing is, like Best Actress it doesn't need to be tied to best act or best no I, I understand picture. but yeah. this year I think it could this be. year this year it actually is yeah unlike last year right. um so Mary Tyler Moore in Ordinary People she was in there for 32 minutes 46 seconds 26.44 percent of the film and all the other four nominees that year were in their respective movies for more than one hour and 15 minutes wow so <laughs> that's definitely what wasn't coal yeah. miner's daughter for an hour and 30 minutes and 58 seconds, 73.25% of the movie. Wow. And I mean, the other thing is too with this is that, I mean, Michelle, I think her, she's, like we said, she's not like, it's a border, like borderline, whatever, but I'm like, you def- she's definitely the most memorable because she's like very doing a lot. She gets to do everything. She gets to do a lot. And a lot of the, the movie has very strong, like do this for your mom energy. Yeah, because she, like, Stephen, the real Stephen, um, was very close to his mother. And um, you, yeah, you get that that relationship a lot in the, in the film. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there's, she, like, I totally understand why they're, they're doing her lead and Paul Dano and supporting. I, I, like, I love Paul Dano in the movie. I thought he was really solid. Me too. But I also understand why, um, people have been talking more about Judd Hirsch who was probably in there for like nine minutes like I think he's in it for like I think he's in it for like eight minutes and 30 seconds um yeah like and like Paul Daniels just like consistently solid throughout the movie right yeah I so that was so I I like going in I was like so these are the things that I thought everything nothing nothing from yesterday just like changed any notions I had yeah like I I did nothing (laughs) there's two things I did think of though well a I don't I don't have Paul Dano in at the moment I don't believe maybe I put him in I might've put him back in yesterday. Let me see. Oh, I did put him back. And so I do have him in, but I was torn on whether he could get in. I do think he's awesome in the movie and it's a very subtle performance. And there's a scene at the very end that I was just like kind of blown away by. I thought he's like really good at the, in like the, his last scene is like really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so he, was, has a, he has, uh, his last scene comes after Michelle's last scene too. Yes. And it's just like, boy, he's like real. It's just like a really solid uh, performance. And I think playing like, it's just an interesting playing Steven Spielberg's dad in a movie, basically, when like Steven Spielberg and his dads in movies have been like historically like fraught, 
right? Like, yeah, because oh, in real life, he and his dad were estranged for a really long time, and they don't they don't cover the estrangement in this movie. No, um, and I think it changed because like he dedicated like what I mean I know they like reconciled later, obviously. Yeah, they reconciled, but, and then they were like best friends for but, the rest of his life. So, I, so like, knowing that hindsight and knowing the estrangement and all those things, and knowing how like dads in his movies like Catch Me If You Can, I thought of Catch Me If You Can a lot during this actually because I think like that's like the closest he came to doing this before this um I was just like man like it's such a he has like this not only the weight of the movie at that scene at the end but like all the baggage of like Steven's like all of other Steven Spielberg movies I just thought it's like a really great performance from Paul Dano and he doesn't overplay anything and he actually doesn't make a character who you could have being very uh weak like very weak I don't know you know what I mean like it's like that character could be like like a just like a wet noodle and I think he like allows him no, to have I think I think he could, respect. yeah the character could have been that and also like a dick because he was a workaholic and Steven has talked about that like how his dad was always working inventing computers or whatever yeah um, and wasn't around uh, a lot at home so but you you don't really get get the sense that he's just like jettisoning his family like no and all, so. not at all and it's a funny, I have both him and Jeremy Strong getting in for Armageddon in Time. I think those are two very comp performances and characters and done differently and certainly certain different behaviors. But I do think there is like a very strong connection between those two. And it is interesting watching those two kind of dads like play out. Uh, I don't know. I just thought Dano's really strong. And then the other thing is like Gabriel LaBelle. I mean, Joy's best actor is not strong. Like we've said, I don't have him in. But would it be so wild for him to get in? That's what I was thinking I, yesterday. I mean, I would probably nominate him. Like, I, I don't know if I would put him in number one, but I mean, on like five slots, sure. So five slots. I guess the question would be, it feels like he'll get in at the Globes, maybe? He could get in at the Globes. Could he get in at SAG? Because they're kind to younger actors. He's like 19, 20. Um, I don't, would he get in at SAG? A SAG is not strong either, like we said. Like, I have, like, Christian Bale getting in for Amsterdam and SAG. Um, I mean, you know, that's your choice, so. <laughs> but I just, this weekend too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if he'll get in. I didn't put him in. I did not make the move. No, but I'm I, don't, like, I don't have him in, I think. I think he's, like, a serious, like, contender, though. He went from somebody I wasn't even thinking of to being like, oh, actually, he's really great. And, and like he carries the movie. He's like carrying the movie. Yeah. He literally is. So the thing is, it's like, so he is like the lead of that movie. And yeah. like Michelle is just the most prominent female character. And a lot of um, Sammy's arc is tied to her. Yeah, that's why I think that's why it makes sense for Michelle to be a lead because she's the lead female character and she's like the 1A to Sammy, the whole movie basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just thought, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I'm like, Steven Spielberg has a history of like, he, like he, um, casting young really performers with, or has also cast really great child actors. I know he's not a child, but like he's, he's young. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's um, great. And like, like even the casting for like the other kids there and like the bullies at his school. The bullies are great. He does a great thing, Joyce. I think I didn't, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't fact check this. I don't know if it's true, but it looks like he used some de-aging technology on Matt Damon. Uh, to play one of his bullies that was one thing i thought um i i recognize that kid from um one of his uh, other projects and i then, believe like, it's after, oaks begley yeah so he i then like because like he he's obviously puberty so he's grown so but like as a child actor he was he was in pete's dragon 
He was in Peace Dragon, yeah. Wonderstruck, and The Goldfinch. And now he plays Matt Damon as a teenager who's an anti-Semite bully from School Ties in yeah. The Fablemans. Um, but yeah, you could, you could compare after you see, I don't know if there's any stills of him in, or like in, in the, if you've seen it in a trailer, but you can see how, how he's changed since he was a child. Yeah. He also looked like- <laughs> I was like, I've been, seen that kid before. He also looks like he could have auditioned for uh, um, Mike Feist's part in West Side Story. Um, but he would, he would have come off as a lot more racist than the Jets were. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way, <laughs> way more racist uh, for that, for that guy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, not great. Not great, Bob. Um, no, great. Every, it's just, all of it is, I just thought like that was, uh, man, it's such a good movie. I, I, I felt like the ensemble is great. So we mentioned Judd Hirsch. I definitely think he'll get in. He's a great, it's just like a show-stopping performance. He's so funny just like really good just like blows into town literally blows into town and then leaves the next day <laughs> super fun though i guess then this is why i think it'll do well at sag as like an ensemble nominee which i not unexpected but i was like david lynch like you mentioned is john ford i thought was like really funny it's like a very short cameo but he really gets it i thought and like was good but i was i really love Jeannie berlin uh she was great yeah oh man so good uh she plays uh dano's uh mom Steven's grandmother or Sammy's There's grandmother. a great uh, dinner table scene. Just absolutely hilarious. And I was like, it's, she's not in it enough to get like seriously considered, I don't think for a nomination, but man, she's so funny. Just absolutely yeah. kills And it. I thought like Seth Rogen was good too. Um, great. Tricky part. And he has, and it's like, again, and one of the things I really loved about it is like, even he gets like all the characters I feel like are treated very fairly. Mm-hmm. Even the bullies, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, it's like, it is he does treat like the script does handle everybody like people even you know what i mean like i just think that was like a nice touch too anyway i'm sure we'll talk about this a lot because it's going to be the movie that everybody is going to be talking about for months since it's the front runner the front runner i guess i don't like again like i said like nothing changed for me nothing changed for me either like i said walking out i was like it's definitely the front runner for me I don't know if it'll win because who knows, but I definitely, I, I was more I, convinced. I feel like, well, I feel better about, I think, I think it's a hard movie to hate. And I think yes. even if it's not your favorite, it'll probably get a lot of twos and threes. I think it's going to do great on a preferential ballot. I do agree with that. It's it's not very, it's not a polarizing movie. I, I think the responses at TIFF were in line where it was like, people really liked it or liked it, right? Like that seemed like it. Yeah. And the audience yeah, it wasn't, yeah we talked about this. It wasn't completely overly effusive, right? Like right. it was like the greatest movie of all time. But um, yeah, I do think Steven as director, I was just like, wow, I don't think, I, I just found it so, his work in this would be so great. And like, he hasn't won since 99, right? That was the last as Oscars he won. So. Well, it's also great because like, if you remember when he won for Schindler's List, he brought his mom um, yeah. and he dedicated to her. And then he made Saving Private Ryan because of his dad. Yes. And he dedicated to his dad. So now we, this, this, his third directing Oscar could be for both of his parents who yes. have now sadly passed and away. I think I, I would really, I'm like, already, I was like, man, that'll be such a great moment. It would be just so nice for him to win for this. I do think. I, on, I feel like, I, ha- I mean, I haven't deeply thought about director in, in a couple of weeks, but I, I feel like he's the only lock in that category. It is. I mean, like right now I was looking at mine. I have like him, Chazelle, Todd Field, Sarah Polly, and Martin McDonough. But yeah, like I can uh, see all the other four people missing. <laughs> Same. So I'm like, it, it does feel like he is or like the true people, lock. Guess, uh, right. With the Daniels too. He um, is like the true lock. Um, yeah. But. So um, I don't know. I guess like it'll, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it does at the box office too. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, who knows? Movies don't make any money anymore. And like it, horror movies do seemingly, but everything else nobody goes to see. But I do think as like a fam, if they sell this as like a family movie, it could do well. If it's yeah. coming out November 11th and plays to the end of the year, it could do well throughout the holidays. Yeah, it's going wide um, on Thanksgiving Eve. Right. I think so. Which was um, the, the House of Gucci slot last year. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, like you said, not, I think this will play well at home because I think it's really watchable. Um, it'll be interesting to see like how all like the, the VOD, um, releases are handled this year, you know, or like the streaming releases too. And like what they, they also have to be smart about screeners, especially to SAG. Cause you need, you need to get out early for SAG. I mean, this one they should done, start. So. This this should be started going out to SAG pretty soon. Like right now. Yeah. Um. Like immediately. So. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. And then Joyce. So last one we could talk about. We have not seen this, so I don't want to like go into deep on the movie. But Till obviously premiered. That was like one of the big New York film festival. New York film festivals happening right now. White Noise was the opening night film. We were there. We saw it. We were there. Um. It was. It, that was like a big swing for Noah Baumbach, and I respect it. Respect the swing. One of my favorite directors. Clearly uh love him so much it's a big swing yeah and i did not put it i did not say i did not move it into a lot of categories but i will say uh i definitely here for a james murphy lcd sound system best original song nomination you know if they have like an oscar for best credits definitely would win best nominated yeah. yeah um i'll you tell know, you what i was annoyed I needed more scenes in the movie <laughs> so i was annoyed because at, at new york film festival what they do is usually they do often feels like an interminable opening and so we had three yeah, different- well, lots of speeches. It takes a lot like of speeches. So that was like, a, not yeah. the way you want to start a, a rollicking movie. I would say sitting there. Yeah. And it's over two hours long. So. And then at the end, they bring the cast out. If you're in this. They always do that. Long. The balcony. They bring it to the balcony and everybody claps and this and that. Now in a normal movie or normal movie, like when there's just credits rolling, it's like, I respect the credits, but I mean, I could give a nice applause, but this, the credit scene, I don't think this is a spoiler because it was like written about in the times after the Venice film festival, but like. It's a literal performance, like a choreographed, a, yeah. a choreographed mu music video for the James Murphy original song uh, that is like an 80s throwback uh, in this supermarket. And it's awesome. And they're out there and I'm like- I, I know, no one's watching the credits. I didn't want to watch I was like, I get it. I'm, I'm happy for you, Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, but I really just want to watch I know, the like credits. people were like standing up in front of me and I'm like, wait, I can't see. Right, please sit down. I want to see this intricate choreography that can't get an Oscar nomination because there's no Oscar for choreography, but- uh, the um, they, music can get, they can get in for production design, great production design in the movie. And I think adapted screenplay is uh, very, very open enough that he can get in there um, for adapting an unfilmable book. Right. Which he had yeah. joked about. Yeah. The thing this could be, well. I feel like it could be kind of like inherent vice, like the adapted screenplay nomination. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that's actually what the movie is like too. And certainly like the responses are, but I do think song and production design was unbelievable. It's like just the amount of, this is one of those movies where if you read, like, it's like no bomb X spent whatever it was like reported, like $150 million of Netflix money to make this movie or whatever kind of crazy number it's thrown out. And then you watch the movie and you're like, hell yeah, he did all that money's up there. I, you know yeah, what I mean? It looks like, like action set pieces. <laughs> it's like everything is like really intricately done and like very bespoke and like really cool. I'm like, I like when they, when I'm told the movies cost a lot of money and then you can actually see that they did use that money wisely. It's a lot better than it's just like, where did all this money go? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that was opening night. And then Till premiered over the weekend. It did. 
Um, we're seeing it. Well, so I guess we'll talk more about it next week after we see it. Yeah. So not talking about the movie itself, but the response to the movie was pretty much as what we expected, which is Danielle yeah. Deadweiler uh, here for her Best Actress nomination. Will people p- see the movie? And will they be bad if they don't see the movie? And like that kind of, that's basically the discourse yeah. right now. Yeah, totally. Um, and that was always the tea about the movie is that she's the best part of it. Right. And then um, she could be a lone nom. So let me ask you this. Again, like nothing really changed. I don't nothing care. really changed, but like, so a lot, I put her in for, so I had, I, I moved her in. I, I, I bowed to the, the uh, noise on social media or just like not even bowed. I just was like swayed by it and was like, yeah, she'll get in. Seemingly is that to be like, she's remains a very strong contender. I think on our odds, let me just look. Uh, um, I'll put her back in. I took her out. I think, I think I dropped her when Michelle came, Williams. Right. She's so, currently in seventh. The top seven are Kate Blanchett, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, Margot Robbie still for Babylon, which you and I, I don't have her in any, I don't have her in. Um, I'll just drop Margot because no one has seen. Uh, Michelle Williams for Fablemans, Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light, Viola Davis for the Women, Woman King, which I have in, and then Daniel Deadweiler for Till. <coughs> Excuse me. Those are, that's the nominee. So I put her back in, but I'm like, does she, does the movie need another nomination, I guess, for her to get a nomination? Would you say? Like, I, that's what I was trying to figure out. And where would that other nomination come from? I don't know. I guess we'll see after we see the movie. I guess we'd have to see. Um, I normally, I would normally, um, I usually, uh, you wouldn't really, or, okay, I'll put it this way. Usually you wouldn't need a strong film to win Best Actress, as we saw last year. Yes. Um, so the last lone Best Actress, lone nominee, to win Best Actress was a Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Right. Overdue, obviously. Um, and, but this year, again, like we said, does a completely stacked field. Yes. Uh, against a lot of people who are improbable Best Picture nominees slash winner. And who so, are also iconic stars. Yeah, and then you have Viola Davis. Like, I don't think The Woman King is winning Best Picture, but like a box office hit too um and then you have like incoming things like Babylon like who knows how that'll be received mm-hmm. or whatever but that's like you know it has like the pedigree behind it um and then you have like Naomi Aki an- another biopic performance <laughs> so that it could go over you know uh if you don't know it's from the writer of Bohemian Rhapsody I heard that I heard that that's yeah. from the writer of Bohemian Rhapsody so. yeah so I-, I would say if this were a weaker year it, it probably would not matter as much um but since since her her probable competition is so strong and in a lot of strong films, um, she she might need that second nomination somewhere. And usually it's been in um, in the past couple of years, like like Judy, you know, it's been in makeup and stuff. Right, and like, same like last year. year uh, yeah, they won both two for two. Tammy Faye. So, I mean, that could happen here as well, right? Like certainly, I'd imagine costumes are like, we haven't seen it yet, but I'm just throwing out like additional nominations that are possibilities, like would be costumes or uh, hair and makeup or maybe song. I know, I think there's an original song as well in this movie. Yeah, I think, is it Jasmine Sullivan? Yes. I think, yeah. Um, Or it could be even writing. I mean, I think it would be original screenplay, but not that that's the strongest category either. I mean, if the movie hits really well, it could get that second nomination and then it makes her even stronger contender. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. Like the thing is, it's like everyone, again, it's just like they, it feels like they're just focused on her and no one's being like, it, 
or no one's like really predicting it in best picture you know um no yeah it would be it, it's possible that if basically right now the way i have my list or my predictions i think i have you could be the only one without a best picture or not yes because i think woman king is like a strong contender for best picture and then obviously tar everything everywhere and um everything and uh Fableman's are all best picture nominees so yeah i mean like you know look at glenn close like she was the lone nominee for the wife and um she lost to olivia coleman who was in a, a 10-time nominee the favorite so. now i do think that we'll i mean we'll see it so I, again i don't want to spend too much time talking about it because we haven't seen it but i do feel like there will be passion for danielle Deweiler, especially if the mm-hmm. performance is like as 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 advertised as it is right now which is like yeah, incredibly like I emotional I think if we're talking about the win, I, I don't know, like maybe, I, I mean, I could see her winning the globe in like an under day style. Yep. Sort of. um, um, she was not nominated at SAC because that was a very late movie, mm-hmm. uh, United States versus Billy Holiday. Um, I think this is the type of performance that SAG would respond to. to. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's opening next week, the film. So. Yeah, it's, it's actually wild how many of these movies are, like you said, Tar is out this week in New York and LA. So this is not really a spoiler, but um, in Tar, they briefly show Lydia Tar's Wikipedia page. Yes. And you see, I want to read the whole thing. So someone send me a copy, please. Yes. Um, but you see that her birthday is October 14th. And I immediately was just like, why are they not releasing this on October 14th? It's also a Friday. Celebrate her 50th birthday should happen come on guys leave um, the marketing to me <laughs> so <laughs> get the screeners out um yeah so that's it so that's that, that's all i got joyce i think anything else here we didn't talk about we'll we'll, uh, we'll see till Can yeah we? um you see you did not see the menu i saw the menu yesterday no, do you want to do briefly on the menu Any, the menu um in a couple of weeks i don't i don't really know if it's gonna be an oscar thing but it's a lot of fun um if you love succession it's from like like a third of the people who make succession that's why i'm very <laughs> saying actors yeah um and yeah ray fine's great i would consider him a lead in the film and not nicholas holt Interesting. uh but anya taylor joy uh definitely a lead and a lot of the focus is on her um i think the original script has been because this has been out for uh, or is online so i have not read that but i know okay. they've made some changes to it so you could check that out if you care to. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, violent. Yeah. So, that was, I was worried about like a little too violent, but I guess we'll see. I'll, I'll I wouldn't say. say it's like overly violent, but there is, violent. There is blood. Yeah. There will be blood. There will be blood. That's blood's okay. Yeah. I'm more like, I get, I get, I don't like the, uh, the, the, the saw violence, you know, like when it's like horror thing. violence. Yeah. I'm not a big horror violence fan. Yeah. No, this is a culinary violence. Culinary violence. Right. So, uh, other thing I just did, Joyce, I think we maybe talked about this, but I, I, and this is who knows, but I put Jamie Lee Curtis in my supporting actress nomination predictions. Uh, what if I think that could happen for everything everywhere? Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week, didn't we? Yeah. Or the week before? I don't know. I think we did in our column, maybe, or maybe we were doing. Oh, no, were we talking about her for like the Globes? Oh, yeah, for the Globes. And I'm actually thinking, I mean, I know she'll get in for the Globes. Like we said, she's an ambassador, but. And it'll I be like her like eighth or ninth nomination but i do think she can get at the oscars too i just think that if people are responding they really i think she's obviously so well liked that it would be a nice like kind of 
like legacy like historical nomination um well that category as it stands right now is still there's probably like what like 15 people who can make those five slots yes she's one of them so like, i'm like there's no, there's I think no she, runner since yeah. she left i think she can get in i don't know I, I i'll leave you with that for my that was my par- parting thought i guess no i think she could do i think um yeah, or maybe both she and Stephanie Sue. I, I have them both in somehow. I'm you have see. double woman talking and double everything. Yes, everywhere. I have double woman talking, double everything everywhere, and then I have uh, Carrie smart. Condon for yeah. Banshees. Oh, so so do you have Carrie winning then? The double vote split? Not right now. I have Claire winning, but I have Carrie in second because I think that could happen. I still think Claire Foy could win. We'll see. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, New York films are rolling on. So yeah, we'll talk more. We'll do our columns. But Joyce, this was so much fun. Uh, talk to you. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.